Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. However, with all of the comings and goings and back and forth over the last few days about the government's announcement that indoor hospitality would not go ahead next Monday, as was originally thought, Neffet, uh, the public health emergency team, has taken a bit of a battering uh, from some politicians uh, in the media, uh, from people in uh, the pub and restaurant industry this week. A lot of questioning of how they came up with their modelling, why they were saying that this could not go ahead as we thought next week. Why indoor hospitality is closed here when almost everywhere else in Europe it is open? Well, they had their own chance to respond directly in public yesterday. They had a media briefing and uh, Professor Professor Philip Nolan, who is head of the modelling, the projections and predictions about what's going to happen, he spoke at it uh, among others. The growth rate of the epidemic is now, um, well, the epidemic is now growing. Uh, so the growth rate is uh, about plus 2% per day. So our case counts are growing at 2% per day with a wide confidence interval at somewhere between zero, uh, no growth, and 4% per day. And those two different scenarios will give us very different futures. Um, so the situation analysis then is incidence is increasing, and that's a real concern. Um, uh, we're, we're at close to uh, 390 cases per day now and above 100 uh, uh, cases per 100,000 population uh, over 14 days. Growth rate at 2% per day and uh, the estimate of reproduction number is that it is now above 1, estimated between 1 and 1.2 and that incidence we're seeing across all age groups. For now, numbers in hospital and ICU are static. So this is, this is a cause for concern. Uh, we have to be concerned at this point that we are at the beginning of an increase in incidence uh, driven by the Delta variant. That presents significant dangers uh, to the unvaccinated population and to the partially vaccinated population. So that's the man responsible at the head of the modelling group of the public health emergency team, Professor Philip Nolan. A lot of other things were discussed as well and we'll get to some of those now with a good friend of the Limerick Today show and a man who's been crunching the COVID numbers for us over the last almost 18 months now, Ronan Madigan on the line. Good morning to you, Ronan. Good morning, Joe. Well, first of all, let's start with a positive and that is... Limerick cases of COVID-19 still relatively high but certainly they've stabilised Yes, we still have the third highest incidence in the country but, uh, and Dr Ronan Glynn referenced this at the media briefing yesterday that the situation in Limerick has uh, vastly improved over the last week or 10 days especially so we, we are heading in the right direction Limerick locally, uh, definitely a big improvement But could we also, just like the rest of the country now be affected by the Delta variant? Oh, we, we will be. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And one of the interesting things that was noted yesterday at the briefing is that in the, the last couple of weeks, the infection rate of Delta has taken off in Dublin. Uh, in Dublin has 12 cases per 100,000 per day, whereas the rest of the country has seven. Now, I think that's significant because when Delta came into Ireland first, in the early week to 10 days to two weeks, 80% of Delta cases were in Dublin. So as such, Dublin is probably about two weeks ahead of the rest of the country. So 
So we should be watching what's happening in Dublin and saying that is an indication of where the rest of the country is going, but not quite as severe because we're seeing in urban populations around Europe, like places like Lisbon and Amsterdam, where the heavy urban areas are shooting up a lot faster. Rona, my impression over the last couple of days is that the public health emergency team, whatever they might be saying in public, were really stung by the kind of criticism and a ferocious attack on them, their advice from all types and all sides. Um, And they appear over the last couple of days to have fought back to an extent with long Twitter threads from some of the experts and then the emphasis that they were putting at last night's briefing to the media. Yes, they have taken a bit of a battering and some of it is justified because a lot of what has the discussion that has happened in the last week should have started a month ago. I first referenced, Joe, with you on the 17th of May, which is six weeks, over six weeks ago, that the Delta variant, because of what it was doing in the UK, up in Scotland, was likely to affect the full reopening of the country. Now, as I say, I have no idea why everybody sat on their hands a month ago and didn't start working on this modeling and didn't start putting the early warnings in place, including, by the way, our politicians across the board got happy clappy in the month of May and were more or less telling people COVID was over. So politicians have to take a certain amount of responsibility for the, you know, building up expectations. You remember a month ago, there was talk about reopening stuff earlier than planned. You know, everybody got a little bit carried away, never sat on their hands and they didn't move fast enough. But I think everybody's eyes have been opened over what's happened over the last few days. Just explain to me, uh, the Tarnishta even in the last few weeks was talking about an early return to offices, the lifting of the advice to work at home if you can, maybe even in August. Is that completely off the table now? Absolutely, totally off the table. And remember, I'd say it's about three, four weeks ago, I bluntly criticised that attitude by the Tarnishta because it was building up unrealistic expectations. It should not have been done. And it's part of what has led to this narrative of the dismay last week that things were not going to go ahead. Remember, I've been flagging this for the last few weeks with you, Joe, that you know, the reopening of indoor dining was in jeopardy for several weeks. So I was actually quite disappointed and quite annoyed to hear national media using words like shock and bombshell. If they had been watching the figures and watching what's happening in the UK and in Northern Ireland, this was inevitable. Yes, well, I have to say you have been remarkably accurate over the last 18 months and your ability to project what may happen and it turning out to be correct um, has been pretty impressive now. Uh, We're talking to Ronan Madigan, a good friend of the show, and he's been crunching the COVID numbers uh, for us. So what can we expect then uh, over the next few weeks? How does vaccination feed into that? We know that the target of... 82% either having or then they subtly changed it being offered a first jab by the end of June was quietly dropped when it was clear and and I I will say here and I think it's only fair to say this that Fine Gael Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan said on numerous occasions on this show because he's a a background in the pharma industry that he didn't agree with setting that target Um, but it wasn't met So, so where are we now with all of it? 
Yeah, the 82% target wasn't met. In fairness, we did get to 67%. Now, as I say, it is a nice bit off, but it's not bad considering there have been constraints on supply and various issues. So we are at 67% one shot. We are at 45% of the adult population fully vaccinated. So that is not bad progress. We have to ramp up uh, and roll out more vaccines. It was announced even just this morning that 18 to 34 year olds will be offered uh, the Janssen vaccine from next Monday through pharmacies, which is good. But I think we need to focus on solutions to speeding things up. One of the things I've been suggesting to people in the last week or so is we should uh, test everyone in the country under 30 for antibodies. Now, any person who has antibodies of COVID would then only need one shot of a vaccine, any vaccine, to be declared fully vaxxed. So that would speed up the... The only thing is, would that be a massive testing operation? It it, it would. But look, if if we could actually reopen everything, you know, a month to six weeks sooner it would be well worth it. Yeah. And we, we, we have to get solutions here. Oh, no, I, I take that point. I mean, for example, 18 to 34-year-olds will be able to get vaccinated in pharmacies from Monday. This is with the official advice from another of these acronym bodies, NIAC, um, uh, is under 50s, uh, should get an mRNA vaccine such as Pfizer where possible. However, 18 to 34-year-olds who want an earlier vaccination will be able to get the one-shot Johnson & Johnson in a local pharmacy. So everyone talks about the race between the vaccine and, and otherwise. And it was interesting, actually, north and south. And people I know in the north who would have got their first jab way, way before me of a similar age. I got my second jab of Moderna uh, here in Limerick earlier in the week. And I think they are only getting their second jab sometime over the next few days. So there's a sense that maybe we've caught up pretty well. But the the other side of that is that the north and England certainly, are taking a completely different approach. Boris Johnson is still adamant that one way or the other, come the 19th of July, they are opening up fully, which puts huge pressure on our government. It it does, but remember uh, a month, six weeks ago, two months ago, Boris was also saying that about early June, and he had to pull back. You know, I I think it's as well to ignore the bluster that's going on. The big problem we have here is the number of people in the 60 to 69 age group that are still not fully vaccinated. That has to be the number one priority. For instance, Joe, I'm in my 40s. I got my second vaccine last week. Whereas there's, you know, there's over a quarter of a million people in their 60s still waiting on their second jab. Now, they're hoping to get that started over the next two to three weeks. But remember, if they get those shots done the next two to three weeks, that would mean that the 60 to 69 age group, two weeks on from that, will not be considered fully vaccinated until about the 5th of August, 5th to 10th of August. So you can take that as one of the dates before anything can really happen in the country until those that cohort is fully vaccinated and okay. has their protection so, of two weeks. So are you saying then that indoor hospitality is off the table, excuse the pun, until when? Mid-August? It's... it's Probably is, but it doesn't have to be. And on the point of letting fully vaccinated people go indoors, and there was a lot of noise about the thing of it being unfair and unsafe for young people that they can work in hospitality, but they can't uh, socialise in indoor hospitality. Two very important points missed there. Young staff indoors in hospitality working are much safer, number one, because they will be wearing a mask 
Whereas if they were dining or drinking, they wouldn't be wearing a mask. That's point number one. And number two, if everyone in the establishment was fully vaccinated, they are much safer than if everybody wasn't fully vaccinated. And I think those two points are being missed. And it was a way of certain political people, you know, playing up to the, the, the young vote in the last couple of weeks. I think personally that hospitality should be opened and could be opened straight away for fully vaccinated people. And let the older people out and let them spend the money that they've been stocking up for the last uh, 18 months. And I guarantee you this, if you ask any young person hospitality, they will tell you that if the older people were let into restaurants and that in the next few weeks, they would be the best chippers in the country right. to those young staff. Well, fair enough, Ron. No, it'll be less crack without young people. It's more pointing that out. But anyway, um, so finally then, can we expect to return to normal in September? Will schools go back as we would anticipate? Will there be a return to offices in September? And will we be out the gap of COVID uh, well before the winter? Um we should be, but one of the things we have to do, and the government should be talking to NIAC again straight away, we need to accelerate the discussion on vaccinating children. I think that is what really needs to be accelerated. Yes, we have a, a, a bank of work to do over the next month or two, getting the adult population vaccinated. But there is no point in waiting until the end of August and then saying, well, will we vaccinate children or not? That discussion needs to happen now. And we need to get. And when you say children, how, how young are you talking about? I would I would say anything from ten up. Yeah, but the, the biggest difficulty you have there, though, I think for parents is they're probably prepared to take the risk for themselves. You know, of um, vaccination as as adults, they look at the balance of things and think it's a totally different thing when you're asking them to use a new vaccine, particularly because as we've seen, the advice, the balance of risks, etc., keeps changing. For a child. Sure. Yes, I, I agree. But that is why I would also suggest the, the idea of testing every child in the country for antibodies. Because with the circulation of the most recent variants, I would estimate there's a high percentage of the children of the country already have antibodies. And if they have, they mightn't need any jab at all. But we need to start looking at this now to prepare for September rather than kind of scratching our heads at the end of August. Okay, well, I hope you enjoy yourself at least a bit at the weekend on the fabulous new Limerick Greenway, Ronan. Uh, not a million miles from you. so um, Absolutely. It is absolutely fabulous and very welcome. Yeah, one of the best stories of the week, certainly from a Limerick point of view. Well, thank you very much as always. It's a really interesting look at uh, what we've heard during this week and what may be to come uh, over the next few weeks. That's Ronan Madigan, who's been crunching the COVID numbers for us on Limerick Today. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.